0: Chapter 4. What's to Love? The Best Part About Working in Restoration The Great Resignation has proven that today's worker believes they hold the cards for the type of work they do and what type of work is, frankly, beneath them. If that's the case, many restoration owners may look down at the Category 3 water loss surrounding their work boots and say, well then... Who on earth would want to do this for a living is the restoration industry doomed by a generation afraid to get its hands dirty are there any redeemable qualities to an industry built on cleaning up other people's messes the implications of these questions go far beyond selling restoration to young workers leaders and owners that fundamentally don't understand why their workers have chosen to work in restoration what they truly enjoy about their day-to-day jobs and why they wake up in the morning, have no chance at creating a work environment that gives these employees the fulfillment they're looking for. To retain talented staff over the long haul, you must understand what are the characteristics of the job that matters most to them, that contributes to them loving what they do. In contrast to the fears of the restoration owners standing in six inches of dirty water, there are some unique aspects of the restoration industry that workers don't just enjoy, they love. Each role has specific elements they enjoy more than others, and managers that win with today's workforce know what these are and how to take advantage of them to create a positive work environment for each staff member. If you're a restoration leader looking to keep your best workers excited and motivated to come to work every day, here's a guide map to the best parts about working in the restoration industry in their own words. The Most Fulfilling Part of the Job Employees across the board, in every role, said one single factor had greater influence over whether they found their job fulfilling than anything else. Other people. This was universal between office staff, field workers, and managers, yet it clearly had the biggest impact on those in the office. Fifty-seven percent of these employees said the most enjoyable part of their job on any given day is being shoulder-to-shoulder with their colleagues, tackling challenges together, and enjoying the atmosphere along the way. Similarly, field workers loved getting to meet new people every day and working alongside teammates to solve problems and make a difference. As one technician described, I love working with other employees, creating very happy customers and encountering new and interesting projects every day. Importantly, this fulfillment from working with other people is only growing among younger generations. 30% of baby boomers stated that working with others was the most enjoyable part of their job. But this steadily increased among each age group until it reached 44% from Gen Z workers. Clearly, the desire for a positive team atmosphere and interactions with others isn't a trend that will phase out. The data tells us that it's here to stay, and industry leaders must cultivate more of it in order to retain young workers among field workers and managers another extremely fulfilling aspect of being in restoration is the ability to help others often on the worst days of their lives in fact no word appeared more in the response to this question than the word help as this project manager put it the best part is working with homeowners in their time of need and sending a great crew to do the job. What's remarkable is when you combine this information with the reasons candidates accepted their current role, discussed in Chapter 2, of the 48% joining the restoration industry for the first time, none mentioned they did so because they wanted to help others. Clearly, the impact a good restoration team can have on a customer's life is an unknown quantity entering into the restoration industry, but it quickly makes itself apparent, especially to field workers and managers. This means that one of the most fulfilling aspects of working in the restoration industry catches many workers by surprise, and it isn't until they're on the ground that they can see the impact of their work and how much of a difference it makes to customers. Restoration managers and leaders should be salivating over found money at this point. In an industry that looks unglamorous from an outside perspective, you've got 20% of your frontline field technicians saying they find tremendous fulfillment in the difference they can make in customers' lives and feeling personally responsible for restoring somebody's home back to a great condition. With more workers today looking for meaning and purpose in their work, The restoration industry has the unique ability to provide a tangible before and after on the impact each worker can make. Talk about feeling like you can make a difference in the lives of others. Good days versus bad days. Similarly, it's important to know what causes an employee to clock out of work with a smile on their face, regardless of the role they're in. If each worker is looking in different directions to receive fulfillment from their job, the question must be asked, did they succeed? Do they go home feeling accomplished, excited for another day? Or do they leave work battered and bruised, unsure of how long they can postpone their inevitable last day? The answers provide an important glimpse into what workers feel is most valuable and where they get their sense of accomplishment, or lack thereof, from. We asked the restoration workforce what causes them to have a great day, and more than any other response, workers told us their happiness was directly tied to how productive they felt on any given day. This was especially true among office staff, who love connecting with their colleagues, but not at the expense of a hard day's work. For field workers, the desire for productivity was just as strong, but their success metric for a good day versus a bad one came down to how many surprises popped up throughout the day as a result of poor planning. Clearly, these workers have been burned so many times by materials not being delivered, scope creep, co-worker no-shows, and more that just getting through a day without a bunch of new fires emerging is itself a good day. As one worker put it, the best days are when I'm given a good scope and the tools to be able to complete the job properly. Something that seems so simple in theory tends to be remarkably difficult in practice, but these warning signs should not be ignored by managers. Workers want to do their jobs well. And until managers can do their jobs well, their workers are going to go home frustrated and angry instead of fulfilled. Creating the Best Place to Work In a leaky bucket industry with high turnover, how can industry leaders use this data to their advantage? We've learned that if the younger generations aren't enjoying the job, they tend to leave so the goal is to create an environment that maximizes employee enjoyment. The good news is that almost every one of the factors mentioned by workers in the Restoration Workforce Survey is well within company control, so proactive managers have lots of tools in their tool belt. Eliminate process breakdowns that kill productivity. Let's start with the most obvious problem first. Workers are happiest when they feel productive yet many of them run into routine barriers to that productivity. For field workers, that's showing up to a job site without the necessary materials, or being surrounded by poorly trained colleagues who don't know what they're supposed to be doing. More on this in the next chapter. For office workers, this is an unclear picture on what they're supposed to be doing on any given day, or numerous interruptions that keep them from doing the work they need to get done. As one office worker told us, a good day is a day with no phone calls, no issues on jobs, and no distractions from me completing my to-dos. Management's job is to surround workers with the structure and communication necessary to get these workers to their desired productivity state. When workers arrive on site and the scope of work has not been clearly defined, that is a process breakdown. When an office administrator can't complete her to-dos because she keeps getting phone calls from confused techs in the field, that is a process breakdown. The onus is on management to do the hard work of defining company processes and keeping them at the forefront of employees' minds so they are not being killed by a thousand paper cuts throughout the day and going home frustrated because they couldn't complete the simple task they were hired to do. Encourage team culture. There are countless ways you can strengthen the connection coworkers feel with each other, and most of them simply require intentionality. Learning about your staff, initiating weekly check-ins, and acknowledging traits and personalities go a long way and cost the company nothing. So you must create opportunities for these interactions, and you'll want the interactions to feel organic. In order to build positive relationships among your staff, give them opportunities to get to know one another. Stop and consider the members of your current team. What rituals could you instill that would bring them together? Maybe a monthly flag football game or a street hockey tournament. Order pizzas on Fridays and bring in donuts on Mondays. Find little opportunities for colleagues to connect over lunch. Remember and acknowledge birthdays, recognize excellent work, and show concern, not just anger, when someone slips up. In short, pay attention to your staff and provide small additions that make work a more pleasant experience. It's easy to pretend that these environments don't matter, but when you are drowning in employee turnover, there's no ignoring the wants and needs of your workforce. According to the data, Today's workers continually choose careers that value human connection. It's up to you to decide if your workplace is one of them. Invest in your staff's soft skills. It's tempting to believe that, as a company owner, you have little to no control over your field tech's customer interactions. But that's narrow-minded thinking. Just as you train your employees in necessary job skills, you can train them in customer service. Many blue-collar workers aren't particularly comfortable interacting with customers, and therefore they need to see strong leaders model this behavior for them. Previously, KnowHow analyzed over 1,000 one-star customer reviews in the restoration industry. 11% of those reviews cited bad customer service, and another 7.6% pointed to wild, unethical contractor behavior. The underlying issue is that many company leaders don't realize the importance of soft skills training when it comes to their frontline workers. Dan Casera, chief executive officer of Core Group, told us, I cannot stress enough that you've got to invest in your frontline staff. They're the front door to your business. Your workers will likely be the only reflection of the company your customers will see so it's critical they know how to make customers feel comfortable and calm. This is doubly true because workers have told us there are few things that feel more fulfilling than seeing a customer with a smile on their face at the end of the job. By investing in your workers' ability to assuage the concerns of a new customer and guide them through the process from chaos back to order, you not only strengthen your company's perception among clients, you strengthen your workers' loyalty to your business. Every call you receive is an opportunity to create an amazing, fulfilling experience for workers and customers alike. Alternatively, poor customer service can pour gasoline in an already blazing fire. Set standards for how your employees should carry themselves when wearing your company brand. Demonstrate how to meet those standards and hold them to it. Your customers and employees will thank you for it. Encourage responsible autonomy. One last thing workers consistently valued was the sense of autonomy they felt when out on a job site or managing their own task list. This means that company leaders must be intentional about putting the right infrastructure in place that creates autonomy, yet maintains accountability. The last thing a worker wants is to be standing in a customer's house, knee-deep in a pool of water, and not know what to do because their manager told them they'd get to water damage training later. At the same time, as we discussed in Chapter 3, workers just being told to hop on the phone if they ever have any questions is just as damaging for the health of your business and happiness of your worker. What's the right balance? It all comes back to sufficient structured training. The first and most impactful way to train your employees is to arm them with instantaneous access to the company's processes, workflows, and procedures through a software tool like know-how. With all the information in one place, there is no reason a skilled worker can't handle any situation within the company's purview. Secondly, company leaders must continually push company values. Any worker discipline or positive feedback should all be rooted in your company values. Hammer these ideas home so that your employees can refer back to them when they need clarity. This is how you ensure your staff knows what is expected of them. Additionally, invest in teaching problem-solving skills, so that when an employee has an issue, they have the resources to figure it out on their own You don't want all your workers regularly calling their managers, or worse, waiting until they hear back from their manager. And finally, instill a sense of ownership thinking. Leaders should model this behavior by doing, cleaning up at the end of the day, taking care of the equipment, and being mindful of their appearance. Acknowledge workers when they demonstrate ownership, making it clear your company values employees wear the success of their company as if it's their own. You might consider investing in quality, attractive company apparel that your staff would take pride in wearing. When your employees are proud of their company, they are more likely to represent it well. With these pieces in place, you can foster a strong sense of autonomy among your staff without just letting employees go rogue and solve problems however they'd like. Too many employers make the mistake of loosening the reins before they've set up the necessary structure to encourage both autonomy and accountability. Restoration companies that get this balance correct will find themselves attracting workers who take ownership in the work they do and feeling empowered as they get there. When restoration owners read the headlines about workers walking out of jobs they don't find fulfilling, they may feel like the deck is stacked against them. The Restoration Workforce Survey proves them dead wrong. There are certainly challenges, as we'll get to next, but leaders are fooling themselves if they don't think there are inherently rewarding aspects of the restoration industry that they can take advantage of to increase employee satisfaction and attract new workers to the restoration industry. From the feeling of tackling challenges with teammates to helping people on their worst days, there is a goldmine of opportunity to make every staff member's job experience more richly rewarding for managers willing to take advantage of the trends, motivations, and values of the next generation of workers. Key Takeaways Forty percent of workers find team interactions to be the most fulfilling aspect of their job, followed by helping others at 21 percent. Regarding their specific company, 60% of workers say they enjoy team culture and relationships, followed by customer interactions at 11% and autonomy at 9%. When asked, what makes a great day, 24% of field workers answered, a day with no surprises. To create an enjoyable work environment, leaders must eliminate process breakdowns, encourage team culture, Invest in your staff's soft skills. Own the training process.